Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. That, that loss against the Knicks, I see it as a win because that's when we really, you know, understood what we needed to do as a team to to be great. You know, before that, you know, we were really up and down. You know, we played well one game and then uh, circled the next game, and we were really depending on, you know, if we we're going to make threes or not. And now we we really understood that when we defend and we, we try to be the best defensive team in the league every single night. For some reason, the shots fall, you know, way easier than if we just think about the shots. And, you know, we really uh, could be putting the emphasis on the defense after that loss in New York. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like we've really been uh, getting better and better every single game. That's Rudy Gobert. New York was a turning point, launched this eight-game win streak. Rudy says it's all about focusing on the defense. And the shots fall, PK. And that's the way it'll be until it isn't. Will it right, be right. tonight? Will the streak get snapped tonight? Or will they push it out further here? We'll have to see. It's 7 o'clock tonight. No, it won't get stopped tonight. I promise you that. Knicks come in. having lost back-to-back games. They're 1-2 and two on their current road trip. Got a, uh, got a win to start it off in Golden State. And then uh, lost to Sacramento and Portland. So, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Chase drives across the timeline with 45 seconds left in the quarter. Crosses over on the dribble. Pulls back. Fires on a step back. Angle left three-pointer right between the eyes. to Chinga Thunder money ball. He's been brilliant tonight. Picked off the floor by Draymond. He wants to push. Takes it middle. Backward flip to Curry. Eric, but Curry runs it down. Left hand. Stops. Pops off the dribble. Got it. Achua. Had it poked loose. Harden steals it. Achua racing back. Harden will take it to the rim, and he slams it home. Trying to get it in the fridge. LeBron, tough shot. No, Nothing no. too tough for the King tonight. Nothing too tough. <laughs> Jokic looking for a cutter. Down goes Murray. And this is going to be a foul on Murray. I think. Saying that he, that he gave an uppercut. And this could be a, flag, a flagrant on Jamal. If they deem that he went for the Noogies to the Netherlands, that, I mean, this could be an ejection. The man zone, below the belt, the family jewels. Jamal, what are you doing? Everything's on video. You're not getting away with that. Nothing subtle about that. He got kicked out, and then Denver won without him anyway. They beat Dallas. Well, a good thing he was not a senator when uh, he said ejection. It could have been all sorts of trouble there. We saw that with insurrection last week when it didn't quite come out the word that he wanted. Uh, so that was close. you got to be careful. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I didn't think it was I, – I wasn't sure it was 100% deliberate. Really? I thought it was. Well, obviously they did too. Yeah. yeah so uh, he got the penalty, the consequence for the action. And we'll see if there's more to come. So, yeah, it didn't surprise me that they won without Murray. But, oh, man, did you see Doncic's line in that game? Wow, that kid is something. Michael Porter Jr. filled in for Murray, gave him 30 points. How often is he going to do that? I mean, there's there's a high ceiling, lots of expectations, but there have been lots of struggles as well. Yeah, that's – have there been lots of struggles, really? I mean, I know your boy likes to talk about that, uh, but they're 3-0 and since he's come back from injury. 
or was it COVID? I forget which one it was. Just since uh, he's back. I'm not sure which one it was, but they 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 are three and zero since he returned to the lineup. Doncic, 35 points, 11 rebounds, 16 assists. Yikes! <laughs> yeah. And four steals. Hit every single one of his free throws. So. Big stat line for him. Uh, you heard the James Harden highlight in there. The Nets beat the Heat, but the uh, the Heat were shorthanded. They were they were missing Jimmy Butler and half their rotation. So Nets get that. And then the LeBron just went off. He goes back to Cleveland. Goes for forty six points. Shoots seventy three percent from the floor and sixty three percent from three. He made it look really easy. PK he continues to marvel. Under the theory, you know, you got to find something to fuel, fire you up. He said he was fueled by Cavaliers executive Jason Hillman, who celebrated LeBron missing a third-quarter buzzer beater. Quote, he was really excited about me missing the shot, a little bit more extra than I would have liked. So I knew I had another quarter, and the fourth quarter is my favorite. Anything to fire you up, right? Well, that's why I think that this Shaquille O'Neal thing, the Jazz need to use to their advantage. And I'm writing about that. We'll post it here this morning at KSL. Uh, you don't let this opportunity go to waste. You know, this was a team for the Jazz. I guess we can get to it uh, if you want later on. Uh, and Shaq went off to the Jazz some more after Mitchell some more in an Instagram post. So uh, I put that up on Facebook if we get to that. I've got some some pretty, what I think is pertinent comments. Others may disagree. And they're my comments, so I think they're great. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me, people. I'm about to unleash the genius. Yeah, so I was thinking about it uh, once I saw that post some uh, at some point last night. I've been thinking about it. I was, you know, I usually wake up three or four times a night, and I was thinking about it uh, throughout the night, thinking about it this morning, so I'm excited to, to say it. Probably won't have near the effect that I think it will, but I, <laughs> I think it's pretty doggone good. All right, we will get to that coming up. Uh, elsewhere in the NBA, the Warriors, after getting blown out by the Jazz, the Warriors are back in the win column. They beat the... Minnesota Timberwolves, 130-108. to Steph Curry had 36. They took Wiseman out of the starting line at PK. Played him a little coming off the bench, but uh, changing his role. Let Actually, the, he let played, the rookie uh, at least statistically. That game was on television. I was watching some of that. Uh, he played, Wiseman played okay at 13 points coming off yep. the bench. And it is the Wolves. And Wolves are really shooting. They're, they're probably going to be really good next year, but right now they're... I don't know. Is it the Utes or the Wolves who are going to be good next year? I can't remember. Uh, but uh, you expect the Warriors to be able to do that. Minnesota still shorthanded. Carl Anthony Towns out after testing positive for COVID. So yeah. they're not good with him. And then you take away that firepower. And, well, there you go. Then you had the classic Ricky Rubio line. 11 assists and one field goal. Yeah, I saw a story. He's really brought the fun back to Minnesota with all his passing. Well, that's what he can do. That's that why is, he's been in the league. Yep, that's that is what he does. <laughs> he can't shoot. Never could. Never I will. Just, I saw it at four and twelve. I don't know how much fun it's been, but dead last in the West right now. Battle in Detroit for the worst record in the NBA. Thunder beat the Blazers one twenty-five to one twenty-two. Portland uh, running fifth in the West now. Denver has uh, climbed into the fourth spot in the West, two and a half games behind the Jazz. DeLon Wright, the former Ute. What a line. 28 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists. The Pistons beat the Sixers 119-104. to That is the worst in the East, the Pistons, beating the best in the East, the Sixers. 
15 takes down one. Uh, yeah, without Embiid, though. And today marks the one-year anniversary of the untimely death of Lakers legend Kobe Bryant and his daughter, along with seven others in the helicopter crash in Los Angeles. If you hop on Twitter or uh, a website, you'll see a lot of stuff on the one-year anniversary. I think everybody's going to remember where they were when they got the news. I was on the 10th fairway at Sand Hollow when I got the news. Uh, just picked up my phone and, and saw that, TMZ, and then just uh, hoped it wasn't true, but figured this isn't going to be good. And obviously, yeah, it's not. It's been one year later, and uh, it's just as awful as it was then. I can only imagine the pain and the heartache that the uh, family is uh, still going through. I. I can't say, oh, yeah, I can relate to that. I can only imagine. DJ and PK. Before we get to the oh, we, but, but, before we get out of here, uh, the Clippers are supposed to shorthanded have, uh, uh, Leonard and uh, George as they begin a six-game road trip. Contact tracing. So I don't know if they're going to show up for the second or third game, or if they're going to end up missing more on this road trip. They didn't make the trip. They're not on the plane. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't go. So we'll see if they catch up with the team, or when they catch up with the team, or if they miss the whole trip, or how this plays out. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Bean on the left wing, trying to drive, cut off, hands over to Kata, back to Anthony. He launches the long three and knocks it down from the right wing. Hamilton on the right side, down low, John wide open. Kata blocks it. John gets the rebound up, misses the second attempt. Kata with four block shots on the night. Jenkins cross-court pass, stolen by Anthony. Anthony bounced fast to Bean. Bean lays it up and in. And it's a five-point game. 102 left. There are some highlights of made baskets, which were pretty hard to find, but nonetheless, highlights of made baskets as Utah State loses to UNLV 59-56. That was 22-20 in the second half. And PK, that was some bad basketball. That was not good. Well, usually we define good basketball as shots going in the basket. And that's it. He had a good night. Well, that meant he shot the ball well. Uh, yeah, they were stuck on 43 for a good long while. And then, my gosh, that would have been the ultimate implosion by Vegas. Uh, two turnovers. Uh, the dunks. Four. So you had two. Uh, as you're watching that, I'm thinking, get the ball ahead, man. Get the ball over the top. Because they seem like uh, the Aggies had everybody in the backcourt as they're pressing. And twice they go long. One, he misses a wide-open dunk. And then the other one, I thought instead of calling traveling, I thought the refs were going to hold up cards uh, 10, 9, or whatever. It looked like a dunk contest. You took off from the free uh, free throw line, but the problem is you don't uh, you don't mix in a dribble there. <laughs> then they had a turnover in the front court. They had a turnover in the back court. They had a travel that was uncalled with 18 seconds to go, or something like that. The last possession, uh, you know, everybody can line up around the three point line. I thought the next to last possession mm-hmm. was the opportunity to tie the game. And they got they got, they got fouled and. They drove it. I thought maybe they should have tried because they were running out of clock, and they used a bunch of clock to get to that to point. To get to the free throw line, yeah. Yeah. Bad loss for Utah State. they got to play another one with uh, UNLV, and they'll play again tomorrow night. Marco Anthony led the Aggies. He had 18 points in the loss, and they were hard to come by. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. 
the big advantage is, uh, you know, we stay in our own beds and sleep here and just do our normal routines. Nothing's nothing's out of the ordinary until we hit the media sessions next week. Uh, but everything else, just to be able to stay in your routine, sleep in your bed and all that stuff is, is it's I think, is a huge advantage. That's Bruce Arians right there, head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They don't have to travel. The first team that gets to play in the Super Bowl in their home stadium, although there are other teams that have played in their uh, – in their city or in their metropolitan area. so It's meaningless. The Chiefs, here's meaning. The Chiefs are going to be without their first-string offensive tackles. Left tackle Eric Fisher lost due to a torn Achilles in the AFC title game. They had good shots of him on the bench, Andy Reid going over and talking to him. and Now right tackle Mitchell Schwartz, ongoing back injury. He's been out since week six. Head coach Andy Reid says the hopes of Schwartz making a return for the game are slim. Well, that's so. a significant thing. This too, the, I'm so sick of the cliche, sleep in our own beds. Hmm. I mean, it, the, the Chiefs aren't going to get to uh, Tampa until like Thursday before the game. So for two nights, they don't get to sleep in their own bed. Oh, my gosh. How are they going to handle it? And, and the, even the media session isn't going to be what the media session was. No, no, media no. Media no, Zoom not, session, not on the floor of the stadium with people all around you. It's all watered down. Yeah. And they're going to stay in a five-star hotel, so their beds are probably better than the beds that they have. <laughs> <laughs> I always hear that sleep in their own beds. Like, oh, brother. I could, I could argue being at home offers distraction. Yep. You hear teams bond when they're out on the road, blah, blah, blah. So Arians has got to – got to go with the cliché. And that, that's who you are, and that, that's that's what you need to say. So, I don't think anything that's like that's going to matter. I do think the Chiefs losing one star All-Pro, and then maybe be down two offensive linemen. Obviously, that's significant. Ravens general manager Eric DaCosta said the franchise could strike a long-term extension with quarterback Lamar Jackson this offseason. Two sides expected to meet soon. He could command about $40 million per season. Former NFL MVP, ready to hit it big and come off that rookie contract. How many losers are there in pro sports, PK? Approximately zero. Lamar Jackson for the win. Former NFL wide receiver Martavius Bryant, who has not played in the league since 2018 due to an indefinite suspension resulting from multiple drug policy violations, is signed with the Toronto Argonauts in the CFL to resume his career. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Ah, PK, it's time to regale us with stories of people who've been hired away inside a conference. Cal is hiring Oregon co-defensive coordinator Keith Hayward for the same role he had with the Bears, or with the Ducks. Uh, The Ducks hired Tim DeRoyer off the Bears staff to become their primary defensive coordinator, replacing Andy Avalos, who took the Boise State head coaching job. So they're switching. Like a trade. That's what it amounts to, sure. Yeah. Alabama is hiring the former uh, Buffalo Bills and Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Doug Marone, who's also a college coach at Syracuse. He's going to be the new offensive line coach with the Crimson Tide. Well, since we're going college football, the Sun Devils hire Chris Claiborne, USC stud linebacker, to be their linebackers coach, adding another former NFL guy. To their staff. Another guy can go tra- out and recruit and say, I made it to the NFL, I'll show you how to do it. If I'm the trainer and I didn't work in the NFL, I'm worried. I'm putting my house up for sale. Hmm. <laughs> you might not get fired, just, you know, get transferred and work with, uh, you know, tennis and cross country. and. Well, 
they've got to be able to tell the recruits, hey, our training staff, we trained Michael Irvin. We trained Michael Irvin. (laughs) Whatever it might be. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Baseball Hall of Fame ballot reveal day. Hopefuls will learn if they will be immortalized in Cooperstown. Kurt Schilling only missed by 20 votes, making the Hall last year. Uh, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Gary Sheffield, Manny Ramirez, among the so-called PED guys who are on the ballot this year. Who do you think's getting in, PK? Got any predictions? Or it'll just all be a surprise. And I was watching uh, MLB Network yesterday, and it really caught my attention. They were talking about Hank Aaron. And I always thought, you know, we keep hearing about all these letters that Hank got that were racist-driven. And what about all the incredible support that he did get? How come that's never mentioned? And they had the curator, one of these guys, and they're going through the actual exhibit for Hank Aaron. And this is a little beside the fact, but to me, it, I thought it was important. And they asked, so they, you know, they had his uniform when he hit the home run, all that stuff. And, and we, you know, traditionally, what's in the Hall of Fame, the bat, and whatever. And uh, they had, uh, they asked him for uh, a couple of the letters. They wanted to post the letters that the hate mail that he got. He said, I'll give it to you on one condition. And he said, what's that? That you post a couple of the positive ones that I got. He said, because I got overwhelmingly amount positive. Doesn't take away or lessen or diminish the absolute, unfortunate, ridiculous, unacceptable hate mail. But he said, I got a bunch of positive too and I want that to be displayed. And I always thought, how come we never hear about that? And Hank himself, he insisted that that be put in the exhibit, and I thought that was awesome. Uh, that he and that was by his declaration, and he demanded it. So and the guy was talking about that. He was just going on about Hank Aaron, and the whole thing was uh, part of the Hall of Fame, which is why they were in the Hall of Fame in the first place. And I'm sure they had planned that. And then, of course, with Hank's passing the other day, they put that in there. And then they went in on Schilling. And he had that, what's that one little dude, you see him on Fox, and he always has a bow tie. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Can't yeah. think of his name, but I can see him. And, and so he's talking about how character is, they're supposed to vote on that. But, you know, and the PEDs are something separate. And the, the point I'm making is I believe Schilling should be in. Well, if you go, and he has been extremely right, right wing, right? You can't. You can't argue his political allegiance or where he leans. You can argue whether it's justified, but it's clear he is way to the right. There's no doubt about it. How much should that play in? To me, he was a big game pitcher. Give him the ball in the biggest of games, and he would deliver. He may not have the career total wins and whatnot, but he helped two teams win World Series that had never won before, and obviously the Diamondbacks were barely existing, so that doesn't really count. It's more about what he did with Boston uh, multiple times and, and all that stuff. So in my mind, he should get in. Because we heard just recently, and one of our guys tweeted out, thank you for doing more than just uh, for not shutting up and just dribbling. That became the thing. All right. Well, that's probably because the stuff that they said when they didn't shut up uh, aligned with your political views. So you think that's great. Now, I personally think, fine, say whatever you want. I couldn't care less what LeBron's political opinions are. As long as they're responsible, 
I'm good to go. It doesn't. I don't care what athletes think politically. They don't. They. They're just basketball players or whatever players to me. I don't have a problem with that. But what about Schilling over here? How much should his political views keep him out of the hall? I don't think they should. No, I don't think they should either. But people have their grudges or their feelings, and you don't see everybody's ballot. And people, I don't know, unaccountable. I guess I don't know. I don't know that I would read everybody's ballot if they revealed it anyway. So I, I don't know. So I think that it can because people can just do whatever they want. You know, the career numbers argument, that's going to be interesting going forward because the game was played one way for a long time. And so you had these numbers that mattered. But guys aren't going to get complete games when shutouts. We know that. But guys aren't going to get yeah, I don't wins think anybody cares either. About that anymore. Okay, but guys aren't going to get wins either because they're getting pulled after the fifth or sixth inning and a game they might win. Well, I now they get no decision recent. because somebody gives up a run in the seventh or eighth. I, I think that's very recent. I can actually argue the other way, that they got more wins because of the DH that the old-timers didn't get because they don't get taken out of the game. Well, they don't get as many wins because they don't get as many starts because everybody has five-man rotations instead that's of four. That's a big thing. That's a big thing. For for sure, that's different. I just think hey. that comparing the stats across eras is always tricky, and I think obviously we know why it's tricky in baseball. The game has changed. You know? And baseball is the most historically stat-oriented sport right. we have. And so comparing what somebody did in 2000 to 1970 is iffy, but comparing what somebody does in 2020, when we get to that point, I mean, the active guys obviously aren't on the ballot, but what someone did in 2020 to 2000 is also going to be weird. I mean, I'm looking at his numbers now. He did have three 20-win seasons. You know, Sutton had one, but Sutton had one in an era when a lot of guys, well, I don't want to say a lot, but there were a lot more 20-game winners because there were still four-man rotations and all of that. Well, he got 300, 300 He got to 300, yeah. That's, that's way Right, and Schilling also uh, pitched a long time. He pitched until he was 40, but 216 wins, he didn't come near 300. You know, are, are you just going to look at career ERA then? Are you going to look at uh, some of the other stats? I mean, even though strikeout ratio. I'm going to look ratio. at what he did in big games. So you got to be on good teams then. Because if we just look at what Mike Trout does in big games, he's not getting in the hall, and obviously Mike Trout's getting in the hall. Well, it's not one rule applies to everybody, no. That's totally different. Mike Trout will get in the hall because he's a Hall of Fame player. Schilling, I because he doesn't have the career stats. If he has the career stats, then it's a no-brainer. But the reason why I put him in is because he was a big-game pitcher. Sure, obviously, he played for a big-money team, and really both at the time. Yeah, great. Okay, fine. Others didn't do it. But it's not like, well, Trout's not going to get in because he hasn't played on uh, big in big playoff games. Two different. The standard doesn't. The same standard doesn't apply to everyone across the board. I saw an, an interview Schilling did when uh, he first went to Boston. Somebody asked him about the jinx. He's like, "There's no jinx. Haven't been good enough. We need to be good enough. There's none of that. There's no none of that." Set the tone, and then he went out and won. Uh, Players Association has turned down the latest MLB proposal for a universal designated hitter and expanded playoff format to become a permanent fixture in the sport. Thought they wanted the universal designated hitter. A little surprise they're turning it down. Well, they. it depends on what the other side wants. Yeah. If the other side wants to help old ladies across the crosswalk, <laughs> we're against it. It sounds like the issue is that they're thinking about one group of players benefiting while other players don't in a way. So that's where the rub is. 
What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Brian Mahoney covers the Knicks, the Nets, and the NBA. For the Associated Press, he's going to join us at 8 o'clock. Ben Anderson, jazz writer for KSLSports.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock, PK. The deep thoughts that he mulled over all night as he woke up. Coming up next. Stay with us.